Our nation mired in toxic partisanship, left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson yesterday. Thank you so much for joining us here on this wonderful Thursday night. Joined by Tim the Freedom Varian O'Connor yeah, here as well. I'm here, man. I'm thinking I'm still looking for the right new name to change it to. Like I, I'm thinking about changing it from the freedom variant to Tim anti-authoritarian. Like the, I, I'm just done with with authoritarianism, compassionate authoritarianism, benevolent authoritarianism, virtue signaling authoritarianism. I'm 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 done with it, man. I'm done. Yeah, I mean it doesn't quite roll off the tongue like the freedom variant, but but yeah, we're gonna find it. Yeah, you know, leave, leave your suggestions in the comments, folks. That's, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I was actually begging right. for attention. Man, do do Tim's it. thinking for him. That's... Yeah, I'm begging for attention, man. Should we do memes of fire, or should we talk about like? There's a lot of exciting shit going on in the world right now. But yeah, no, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So like, we're, we're, you know, title is is talking about like, can the U.S. do more to avoid war in Europe? We're we're gonna talk about the the Nord Stream uh, pipeline stuff, the kind of more aggressive threats of war, you know, and, and kind of this discussion about whether or not like the U S has like some role to play in facilitating peace, whether or not is the aggressor in this situation, which I, I don't agree with like the Russian Ukraine war. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about all that, but, but first I want, I want to just do like a quick update uh, because I did my show yesterday on the Jones act, which I know was, it was kind of a mess from an online perspective. Uh, so the podcast is going to be up. Uh, just a little bit, because uh, you guys online probably didn't hear. Like we had the the Libertarian U.S. Senate candidate from Hawaii call into the show. Her name's uh, Fina, and that's one of her top issues is ending the Jones Act. And so it was fun to get a call, you know, from Hawaii uh, on my my live radio show in Rochester, um, and and to talk about the Jones Act and the ways you know that that ends up hurting people again. It's hurting. They they finally did waive the Jones Act. Um, for Puerto Rico, because there's been all these ships that you know don't meet the Jones Act requirement because they're not uh, U.S. flagged ships, U.S. built ships, and U.S. staff ships, so they couldn't deliver stuff to Puerto Rico from American ports. Even though it was all these folks who wanted to help them out, they finally illegal. waived it. It's illegal. Yeah, it's, it's illegal. Yeah, you're not allowed to. They could not. They had all these like diesel generators and diesel from Texas that they want to unload that to help the people of Puerto Rico after they got hit by I think it was Hurricane Fiona or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and this happens every like uh, almost every year, right? Where like uh, Puerto Rico gets hit by a hurricane, it could use some help from the American mainland, but could. you, yeah, you can't. You can only do it if it's American ships because even in in a disaster situation, it's not automatically waived. You can't have foreign ships delivering goods between two American ports. Yeah. I, look, I've had these extensive conversations with Colin Grable from the, the Cato Institute, right? Like this guy, his, one of his sole purposes in life is to get people aware of just how bad the Jones Act is, okay? And so his latest thing is to point out that the U.S. military um, civilian rescue type stuff buys their ships 
from other countries and because they're a government entity they get to flag them and use them and they're a third the cost of what an american built ship costs and what an american built ship costs to run and what an american um the flags like the taxes and stuff that an american built ship pays so he's just like what do you do you guys realize this how much corruption this brings into the system like when you're shipping something from california to alaska you have to use an american owned american flagged american made ship and so alaska's paying like nine bucks for an egg right like we could ship the eggs a lot cheaper in mass cargo containers if we were to do away with the jones act it's it's a freedom-based issue man it is a hundred percent again, and and in places that are, like it's harder because like again in, in the lower forty eight, it's less of an issue, right? You know, there there's these other ways of getting goods between like American cities and states. You know, you got freight uh, trains, you got uh, trucks, all this other stuff. But even that, like even like transporting something between like say New York and Miami, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it might be more efficient to send a cargo ship that way too. There are other methods, but like it makes everything more expensive for all of us to to have this this ridiculous protectionist system uh and it's one of those things that should be an easy slam dunk to get rid of this because it would immediately help people in hawaii and alaska and puerto rico just by keeping the cost of goods down but especially so when there's a natural disaster where we have to wait for the government to be like Okay, I guess we'll get rid of this ridiculous and unhelpful law for a minute, though, but j- just temporarily, guys. It's like they know it's a horrible law. It, they know it costs millions and millions of dollars on our products and our goods. And th- so in an emergency, they suspend the Jones Act. Yeah. It, it's one of the most corrupt pieces of legislation that survives decade after decade after decade. And, and it costs Americans millions of dollars it, it's yeah. just amazing that we can't fix that yeah been there for a hundred years and yeah it's just it's just that there's no other than like no offense to to us and the folks listening but weird online libertarians like no one cares about this right mm-hmm. like that, that's that's my problem it, it's you know that's libertarians that, at like cato and us and a handful of other people like oh this law is so bad and everyone's like what's the jones out Oh no! Like I don't even. What's the Jones like, Act? And why isn't it great that we protect American ships and yeah, American-owned right. shipping companies? And it's like because it costs you money, you knucklehead, and it costs you a lot of money, and you don't even realize. And it costs your neighbors in Alaska a lot of money, and it interferes with rescue efforts to Puerto Rico. Okay, yeah. and like guys, all that stuff that happened in the last hurricane in Puerto Rico, and all the corruption that went on there. The Jones Act facilitates that corruption because of the expenses involved, and then when they open the floodgates it's hard to keep track of everything. Yeah. So like we need to do better. That's it. Yeah. There's so many ways again, like even, even if it, even if it's one, I said this in yesterday's show, even if it's one of those things that like, it doesn't immediately benefit your constituents. The right thing to do is to, to just get rid of it. I, I think that there's, there's a case that could be made that it, it, it fills the campaign coffers of people in Washington state and Alaska to, to maintain the Jones Act. They, Trump, yeah. Trump was going to get rid of the Jones Act by executive order, right? Oh, he and, was going and, to do a lot of things. Like, well, well, hold on. Right. And then there was this private closed-door meeting. This is a story that Colin Grabo tells. So it's like I'm telling it secondhand, and I don't remember all the details, okay? Mm-hmm. But, like, let's take the inference of what happened. There, there was this closed-door meeting between the senators of, of 
the state of Washington and the senators from the state of Alaska. And they're like, hey, uh, you know, like the, the American shipping companies, they give us a lot of money and they, they probably want to make a couple donations in your direction. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, guys, I think that's you know that I think that that's how politics works. And I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it does work that way. Again, there it, it's what like you can look at this with the Jones Act. You can also see this with things like sugar subsidies, too. Right. Like, sure. For American sugar growers in Florida, like the sugar subsidies really matter. Like mm -hmm. it is super important to them. So they're, they're going to go all out to protect those subsidies. Yeah. But for us, it's like it's so small. Like it doesn't it doesn't even register on on the, the radar of things that like even matter. There's so many other injustices out there. So many other things that we could tackle. We're like we you bring up like, yeah, we need to end sugar subsidies. People are like, what? Who cares? Like isn't there are bigger problems to deal with. Kevin, I, I got a I got a riddle for you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. What what's the in all of the world, the most profitable form of farming? What what's that? Credit farming from Credit the government. Farming. There yeah, you I go. Mean, everybody from Elon uh, Musk to the sugar growers in Florida participate. In credit farming, all the way to your local governments, they also farm for credits from the state. Like that—that's so the they talk about. They, they talk about half their their budgets, like grants and federal dollars, and you know some of it's mandated, so they have to figure out ways to work around it. School systems—that's how it is, you know. Like school system is a great credit farmer. It absolutely yeah. is. Like that's you know, what they do, man. The school boards that like because they put themselves in this position of like being reliant on state and federal funds in many cases, like, and that's how they give me. It's not, it's not a mandate so much as like, Hey, if you don't do this thing that we want you to do, we're going to take away your money. And now like, you don't see how you can keep the lights on without yes. having that money. So you're like, well, well, I guess we comply. Otherwise, like, how are we going to, you know, fulfill our educational mandate? So that's the problem with centralizing everything. Okay, they they the directions come from the, the the centralized power lords to signal virtue, and we get to this point where education in New York State has become. I a lot of people feel like education in New York State is no longer about education; that it's about a political agenda. And look, my kids' teachers and my teacher friends. I'm, I'm talking about a perception that you human beings don't want to participate in, but that residents of your community seem to see. And, and I do think that there's a reality that, that social programs have become too big of a part of, of schooling. Whereas like even to the point where sports suffers and like drama and music classes suffer because we have some social programs that go on that, that, eat up resources that we can't concentrate on stuff that kids might actually really want to do. I don't know. Am I wrong about that, Kevin? You're going to homeschool, I think, aren't you? Probably. Yeah. And I, I, I see we have some other advocates out there, Brian. So homeschooling Brian, is the way to go. He's, he's more than just an advocate for homeschooling. Like he's legitimately this guy. I don't know if you guys caught any of my show on Monday with Brian. Okay. But like Brian's, Brian's doing some things to expose corruption. He's very proactive. And I do believe that he's participating in opening up a, a schooling location that, that supports homeschooling and offers kids those opportunities for sports and, and a real education. And I think yeah. that we need more of that. But I also think that that's not an answer for everybody in the state and that a no, lot of people I mean, in the state want a fixed public education system that returns to serving the educational needs of their children, not the social and emotional needs, the educational needs of their children. 
Uh, good know. luck with that. I, uh, I, know. I, know. I sound like a lunatic. I feel like yeah. a lunatic. I, like, I, like, legit, I don't have any issue with like schools like helping with social and emotional learning. Like, it, like that isn't something I that bothers it. me. You yeah, know, like, okay, so like I used to work in a child care center, right? And like one of the things we talk about is like, okay, you're getting these kids in UPK and some of them have like literally like never interacted with children before. Like they just like they're you know they, they're in families that were where they're just kind of left home watch tv and so social emotional learning is teaching them hey if you're in a group of children don't don't bite the other children that's like, big that's, that's big yeah that's that's, that's <laughs> part of it right it's like don't don't bite your friends Did, you know like people jo- like half joke like hey if like they can get through upk and they learn a lesson like don't bite your friends like we're yeah. doing all right. That's there's there is value right in in behavior modification and saying, look, when you're here, this is how you behave. That facilitates A yeah. B C D E F G. Okay, that facilitates teaching. Okay, yeah. So so I get that, but I, I got a, one other point to make out. Like I, I've um, struggled with shared custody with my kids and stuff like that, and I, I will tell you that at no point, no point. That I can remember. Maybe if we caught them when they were four or five, but they, we could have talked them into wanting to be homeschooled. Okay. Like once they got invested they, they, and there's no way my ex-wives would have said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll stay home and, and homeschool our kid or, Hey, why don't you stay home and homeschool our kid? Because that would have put a financial burden on, on our families and our, our, our social structure that just would not have worked. I yeah. want a fix to and, and I like Larry's solution, right? The grant money follows the kids. Schools have to answer to their constituents, to their customers. No longer answering to a centralized overlord. Yeah. No, planning. that'd make things a lot better. And then especially if you can get like micro-schooling options too, charter sure. options, you know, the public school options. Um, yeah, even if you end up subsidizing the public school options, it would be better than, you know, the status quo that sure. we have now, right? Like that's that's a compromise, like I think is like reasonable enough where like okay fine like you want to give 10k per student to the public schools and and 5k to everyone whatever like that's that still puts us better than than where we are now forty thousand dollars per student new york statesman yeah our ranking has never been higher than 17 number one in in expenditures and 17 you know who ranks 18 kentucky so we mock kentucky right and here we are, comparable results. They spend nine thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars per student. We spend yeah. forty thousand. Yeah, I, I said ten thousand dollars. Like that's a big amount of money. But like, yeah, in New York State, like it's so. Particularly in Rochester too. Like it's it's so high. It's so much money per student. And then every year during budget season, we have to. Yes, it's not enough this year. It was thirty five thousand, forty thousand dollars per student. But it's not enough. And what? You talk like how much do you possibly need to educate a student compared to you know like that that's like living on a college campus for a year prices right there and and you can't you can't accomplish that come on I I, I can't believe if if money was the answer spending money was the answer right obviously we could see where there would be socioeconomic economic pressures maybe we'd be in the top 10 all right because we have some densely populated urban areas that haven't sorted everything out yet that that we have some rural settings where there are really a lot of poor people that have been generationally poor like that that schooling has never been emphasized for them but but at forty thousand dollars per student we should be answering those needs and we are not 
So, so by the way, I, I went to to look up the Rochester spending per student because I was like, oh, I was probably exaggerating about forty k. Like I should give the real number, you know, not just a, a wild number. You want to guess what the real number is? Forty three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. It's uh, forty two uh, six hundred forty two <laughs> five eighty eight. Yeah, I like wish- I like I I felt like I was exaggerating. I did a whole show I, on this. I'm like, no, no, that's that's way too high. That's a crazy number. Why why would we possibly spend that much money? No, that's that's what it I is. wish that I was making it up, right? Because yeah. these are things that my brain obsesses over, right? So I see a tweet or I see it something on Facebook, and then I go and check the article. Like guys, I don't just buy your bullshit that you hand hand me, okay? Like I go and check the article and I see if it's legit, and like it's the, the number is thirty nine thousand five hundred dollars on average per kid in New York state. Like yep. that's an amazingly horrible. Yeah. Which deal. is, you know, again, for you can go to a private school for a fraction of that and get a much better education. Sure. Wow. Like a very, very good private schools. Yeah. Um, look, my kids, teachers are legit, man. They, yeah. they focus on, they focus on learning. They're nice people. They try not to get caught up in politics. I know some superintendents are the same way. I know that we recently had a superintendent in, in Milford that was a very political. They, yeah. th- there was a problem with that guy. He was an authoritarian and, and he, he, he said things like, and look, to me, it was obvious the guy wasn't committed to our community, right? So so he says things like, hey, I can't find a house in this town. So, you know, you guys should fix your zoning. So so the town imposes a moratorium on doing baseball rentals, right? Nothing has freaking changed except for this guy is gone now. And houses that were on the brink of being able to get fixed up for vacation rentals. And guys, your, your neighbor's making money doesn't suck okay don't hate them for that all right they want to take a property turn it into something special and rent it out let them do it man because now here it is all the houses that were falling down before are still falling down i i see one guy been working on a house it's gone it failed his cars are in the in the thing the grass has grown up he lost his his zest for it something didn't work out so it's like guys freedom is an answer it's a solution and it allows for this entrepreneurial spirit to continue. And we, we've blown it, man. New York is yeah. blowing that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 100%. Sorry, and, I, um, can I jump from subject to subject too? No, we're, we're all over the place. That's what happens, you know. I just Because I know, like, the, the original plan here, we started with the Jones Act and then oh. ended up here talking about education. Um, you know, which I know we talk about a lot. It's, it's fine, but it, it's it's tough again. I, I know, like th- to me, like there, there's kind of no way to to decouple fully education from politics, right? Like there's sure. just certain parts of like you know, if you learn about the Constitution, you learn about liberty, you learn about it in the way that we want. Like that that is also in a way political. Like it's it's advocating a small l liberal point of view on the Constitution and the founding of our country. Like great, you know, uh, I, I want that, but and then other folks choose a different tact on that they they see that as inherently political and they're not wrong and so right. the solution to me is like okay uh, schools as they should exist should teach kids to learn how to learn everyone's going to have their own thing and then you as a parent or caregiver or guardian have the responsibility to teach kids to see through that and to like discuss and think critically and and find evidence and and look at this stuff and say like hey Sometimes your teachers are right. Sometimes they're not right. Look for the evidence. Look for like what the actual solutions are because teachers are people just like you and everyone else. Yeah. I, I saw a great meme, Kevin. You know, I'm a memester. I, I love them. So like, it's like a kid like say, says to the school, hey, 
you know, I, I want to learn how to balance a checkbook. And the school says, the earth is made of magma. And it's like, I don't know. It was mitochondria cool. is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah. yeah the millennial yeah, I mean, joke. Just like, I just need to know how to do my taxes. <laughs> the earth is round. Like, yeah. and we proved it. Tabby, though. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, we're not going down that road. We could. Yeah. No, all right. Like, again, my, my, my whole take on that stuff, though, is like, yeah, like, it'd be cool if, you know, schools tell you how to do that. I did. I learned that stuff from, like, both my parents and, like, scouting, though. Like, I took sure. personal finance merit badges. I think it was one of the ones that was required to get Eagle, right? So, right. Took that. You know, Eagle Scout? Some, yeah. Wow, that's great. Congratulations. I, when I was young, not that different from now, I, I did not have the ability to focus on, on like, things, things like that. I could play sports. I love sports. I could focus in that. I could focus on, on those little tiny problems that, like, no one else could solve. I could focus on things like that. But, like, I don't know. The focus has always been, like, do I want to participate in this for the next 12 years so I get an Eagle badge? And then the answer was always invariably no. <laughs> yeah. That helps. I had friends and like the camping part, you know. <laughs> Sorry, it's something to, to do with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, a, it's it's a combination though. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot, lot, lot of stuff to fix about the education system. We expect too much out of it though, and it's just there has to be like other community and parent support for like these life skills that kids need. Yeah. Um, and and that's why like education ends up doing a lot because like there's a lot of parents families communities that just aren't teaching kids this stuff and they're going out into adulthood and they're a mess and so it's like well the education folks feel like oh we got to do something maybe we should do something right we should do something i do think that uh school is not a panacea for the societal ills i don't think that the teachers union in and of itself answers any real issues about education okay like they, they encourage a, a dystopian view of what education is supposed to be as an extension of your family and things like that and i yeah. th then they get to say hey we're not getting enough money to be a family and teach these kids how to do stuff and it's like all right well how about you just focus on teaching them how to do stuff that that could be okay sure. and again you know like i think about this and i think about the way i say things and when I talk about teachers, I know my kids' teachers. I knew my kids' teachers. They were wonderful people. They did a great job. Um, so I, somehow we've got to separate the wheat from the chaff on that because I don't oh, want to sure. be knocking human beings in a system that's that's troubled, yep. expensive, and not meeting the needs of our, our kids. There's a, there's a lot of great teachers out there, some some of whom are libertarian too, and they, they struggle to thrive and, and to like – Again, teach kids to to learn how to learn in in a system that that constrains a lot of what they're able to do too, right? So, Common yeah, Core, right? Common yeah. Core says your kid has to be able to reproduce a very confusing way to do a math problem, and that hey, some kids do better that way. Like I, I like it's funny. There's some Common Core like math stuff where I'm like, oh, actually, that's how I do it in my head. Like you know, I didn't follow what the teacher taught me. I do like I. I kind of thought of my own way to do it to make sense and they told me like way back when before common core like no no you can't do that you gotta show your work this way yeah yeah but it, yeah it still makes sense to follow this method i get it, it. i i was very quick processor when it came to mathematics and and so anytime i look at anything other than the way i did it in my own head i i reject it automatically right like yeah. so 
whatever. Me, like, yeah, like whatever method works, right? Like again, I had like the common core methods, like some of that stuff like worked for me as a kid, even though like I did it was before common core is a thing. And I was told like the existing methods, like, no, you gotta do it this way. Yeah. Um, and then you know, now it's like it's flipped, like, okay, no, you gotta do it this common core way. And if you do it these other ways, like then then you're wrong. I'm like, no, that's not really right either. Like, whatever method that is like going to whatever process whatever algorithm is going to get the kid to the accurate result like let the kid do that whatever a kid brain slides slides through to the answer let's yeah. let them do as, that. as long as it's a method that's going to produce accurate results then, then okay you know it's... what could be more important than that accurate results at the end of the day and i yeah. do think some of the focus of common core is is on the busy work piece of it and I, and you're right you know back when we had the same problem back 30 years ago. So it, it, yeah. it's the same thing. So, yeah. and, and that's why, that's why like the education system, when you're like, Hey, let's fix it. I get why parents want to fix it. But to me, it's like, no, no, like we need to have like more diversity in the education system and more options for kids to be able to like pick the paths that are most effective for like facilitating their learning. Right. Yeah. I, I think, and let's give a little shout out to Shelly for being out there. Common core has convinced children that they're stupid. Um, there is, I would say there's an emotional component to it. And I did find some of the things, especially early on calculations of, of where a kid could get to 10 times two is 20 really fast, like simple calculations in your brain where memorization can play a, a good role. Um, they're like, no, it can't be that simple. You have to do it the harder way because that'll make it better down the road. And I'm not convinced by that. And so. No, no. It, well, it, 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 it's kind of right though. Like again, just memorizing ten times two is twenty. Like doesn't really matter. Even though I did, I did like the speed drills in, in like me too, yeah, fourth sure. grades, yeah. and I was good at them. Like I, I won the prizes. It was great. Uh, but like knowing like how that actually functions, right? Like understanding mul how multiplications function is better in the long run than just like memorizing times tables, right? Okay, but uh, right, I get, I, I, you're absolutely correct, right? But there still is when it there still is an intuitive way to do math that, that makes sense, right? Like minus one times nine or whatever you get to the, the 10 times nine, the, you get there, right? The numbers come out. If your brain wraps around that stuff. Now common core says, and again, I, I think we had the same problems when I was younger. So I don't know. I, I just feel like school has lost its emotional way. And I think that they, they felt like a piece of common core was to like, Hey, you can't help your kid with homework anymore, you know, because, it's like, this is the process. You know how to get the answers. Don't talk to your kid about it. And I, I felt like there was a little bit of that. And I think I, it's, I think it's accurate. Maybe. I don't know. I, I guess, you know, again, I, I didn't experience common core. Maybe like when my son is in, if, if we end up sending him to public school and is going through like this, this stuff, like I'll be like, yeah, I'll understand what the heck's going on. And this doesn't actually make, I don't know. Maybe I'll feel differently about it, but. Um, yeah. but again, so, to me, it's just that, you know, if it, if it, if it's accurate, it gets them to understand the, the core concepts of that. And it's not just, you know, you know, fluffy nonsense that, that doesn't actually teach them to, you know, process math or understand how to read or whatever, you know, again, the, the, the point yeah. is to learn how to learn. Uh, and then yeah. once, once kids can know just, uh, the, the, the basic concepts of math and the basic concepts of like reading and writing, like they can go on their own path a lot more. I agree. So look, Kevin, the, the world, Kevin, the world, guys, and everybody out there in the audience right now, I want to tell you the world is filled with good news today. Absolutely wonderful news. What's next? Two, two amazing things have happened this week. Two amazing things, at least two, maybe more. All right. 
Number one, the House Democrats finished drafting a bill. Guys, you guys are going to love the Democrats for this. All right. And Kevin, I expect like fully emotional investment on this. The Democrats have introduced legislation that would ban senior government officials from owning and trading stocks. I think this is long past overdue. I see it as just flying through the House and the Senate. What do you think, buddy? Uh, I'm more skeptical that it's going to fly through the House and Senate, especially with master trader uh, Nancy Pelosi. Dan uh, not bad this- at it either, just so everyone knows. He's really, really a good trader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just somehow super good at predicting what company stocks are about to rise. I, I don't Especially know the do ones it. that are on committees for it. Somehow. Weirdly. Yeah. Crazy. I, no. Um, yeah. Like this legislation has never before been crafted in the history of the United States. What do you think about that statement? Yeah. No, I mean, there, there, there have been proposals for this stuff. And it, what the, what the weird part is, is that like, so the, the type of activity that members of Congress are doing here would be illegal if you or I did it. Like it is to be clear, like it's, very obviously like a form of insider trading like we would not be allowed to do that if we had inside knowledge like we were on the board or inside a company and we had made massive stock decisions based on like knowing we were going to get a big government contract or we're about to lose something we would go to jail like that's oh it's so but members of congress are allowed to do that so literally all they would have they don't even have to ban members of congress from like trading stocks they just have to do one of two things like one either enforce the laws against congress on insider trading like if you have this special exclusive knowledge of this stuff going on you cannot profit off of that using your public position and then the other thing they could do is they again they they could still own stocks it's just got to be in a trust which is is what i would assume that this bill does right it doesn't prevent them from owning it doesn't do that it doesn't. They can that, still- well. Then, then is that it? It'd be a bad bill then, because like usually, like the most of proposals that come out with this, it doesn't say you cannot own stocks. It's you must have your stocks in a blind trust. So, you know, you can invest like in the same way you might invest in a four hundred one k, and it goes towards like a a managed fund. That's yeah. the same thing. Like you can invest money, but someone else that you are not allowed to communicate to uh, would be uh, managing that portfolio. Yeah, they can still, under this bill, okay, they could still um, purchase diversified ETFs, diversified uh, mutual funds, U.S. Treasury bills or bonds, state or municipal government bills or bonds, and others. Um, You know, this is is, uh, based on Nancy Pelosi's, in particular, her success with... um, and she's a victim here, guys. I think you guys need to start understanding. She's just a victim of her husband's astute stock trading. His success with NVIDIA, though, was just, just absolutely incredible. Yeah, just- weird that suddenly he invested a whole bunch of money in this chip company as a big chip subsidy bill is about to drop publicly. So weird. Just before that that news happens and the stock starts to rise, I ah, bought a whole bunch crazy. Just just super good timing. Just coincidence, Kevin. Just coincidence. Look, and so here's the thing, right? And again, I think you and I have emphasized this in the past, but I think we should always emphasize it every time. Like a lot of the things that they they do 
absolutely unquestionably corrupt, right? They trade on stock knowledge. They trade on, they, they, they shuffle money to one country and then it shuffles back to their kid, coincidentally. All of this bullshit is legal, right? Like, or at least non-prosecutable, but it's still corrupt. And, and so that's where we're at, man. Yeah. No, that's a, usually you, I'm usually fairly optimistic about most stuff, but yeah, no, this is, yeah, it's, it's brazen corruption. It's something that us average folks are not allowed to do. I, um, I love making and, progress with you, buddy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, is it there, there's real bad stuff out there, right? It's, it's again, sure. you know, my, my whole take on like most pieces of legislation, like the ones that sometimes the ones that are like the worst sound like they're accomplishing something like really nice and wonderful in Kumbaya, right? Like, Hey, we're just doing this to help people. Right. Yeah. So it's not, and, and they're, and, and they are convinced the folks who do this stuff are convinced that they are doing the right thing. Right. The folks who are doing the insider trading are not convinced of doing the right thing. I don't think, right. <laughs> like, I don't like, I may, maybe they're that delusional. Maybe they're that psychopathic. It could be know. with the, I, the, the trading stock trading stuff like but I, it is weird how members of Congress seem to grow their wealth so much faster than like anyone else in the public. Uncommon Whales, it's a Twitter account. You guys should check it out I, I, if you're on Twitter. They do a really nice job of showing just how amazingly successful your elected representatives are at trading stocks. Um, yeah, I I mean. I do have more good news and I feel like you're going to piss all over that too. Like oh, I have no. amazing news guys. It, it came down to the wire. Okay. I mean, these poor guys that work so hard in Congress have been unable to craft a budget for at least 12 years. Okay. But, but miracles never cease. They once again managed this week, to pass a continuing resolution to spend more money. It was another continuing resolution, another. a continuing resolution to spend money. And guys, there's amazing, amazing things in the bill. 12 billion more dollars to the Ukraine with no, no, right directly to Zelensky's bank account, bro. Like there's no oversight. <laughs> I remember, do you remember when Rand Paul said, hey, you know what we should do is keep an eye on how that money's spent in the Ukraine. And everybody in the whole world shit all over him. It was like, but don't worry, yeah. guys. There, so, there it is. We, we'll get okay. back to the Ukraine thing in a second. But yeah, part of that too is like the subject of my Monday show, where I was like, hey, here's this thing that will like just put a time limit on environmental reviews for projects so that we can do things like build new solar panel, you know, facilities or uh, build new windmills. And that got killed. That so no, it's still just yeah, a no, total mess. Like just, just a total moderate, like simple reform, just be like, hey. We, you, this can't go on indefinitely. There, there has to be a cutoff point where you put in all your objections, and we, you know, come to a resolution, yes or no. Is nope. is that the uh, that that rebel Joe Manchin from that? that the, yeah, that was that was Manchin. His poison pill. He poisoned that bill, Kevin. I don't know where oh you get your information from. That that codicil to that bill was deliberately trying to make that bill not pass yeah These well that, that was it so it got in the inflation reduction act and then it got demolished because it never got enforced yet in the uh the continuing resolution so that's that's what ended up happening i don't that. know what you're talking about man you sound like you you think these guys are up to no good i i yeah. i i think uh elizabeth warren is uh you know 
It, she she's she's doing the virtue signaling here again. And and again, I am very convinced that she thinks she's doing the right thing. My goodness, we are protecting the environment by keeping this bureaucratic nonsense in place, right? Because we need all this extensive environmental review so the big oil companies don't abuse us. She is she, she and again, that's that's the truly dangerous thing is someone who's convinced that they are doing the right thing in this situation, even though what in fact she is doing is preventing the transition to a greener economy and a decarbonized economy by making it harder for nuclear plants, windmills, solar fields, and in other green technologies to actually emerge. Yeah, I, I gotta ask you a question. All right. Um, and this question was posed to me um this week because I do occasionally advocate for greener greener energy and localized nuclear production i i think that are, are you a uh, cia shill right. that's CIA the question shill. i just just thought i'd put it out there yeah I, no they're gonna pay deny, me any one of these days are you are you denying that you're a cia shill for advocating for nuclear energy that's a centralized that's... power grid bro that supports the uh production of nuclear weaponry I don't know. I, I definitely want an SMR in my backyard. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't want it centralized. I guess I, I will accept if it is centralized, but, you know, like I, I want one in my backyard so I can then sell the power to my neighbors without the government interfering with me. Oh, my God. That, you would, know, be but... epic. that would be epic. That would be. I, I don't know why a bank would turn down a loan for that, you know, so it, it seems like I should just be allowed to do it. I do think that um, as as we're watching problems like the Nord Stream um, pipeline getting blown up by not Russia, okay, not Russia, not Russia, because they you own think? it, bro. They own it. They would so, not blow that up. Um, since I, when do we expect competence or logic out of the Russian government, uh, bro? I just want to point out that they mm-hmm. they granted citizenship to Edward Snowden and we, we couldn't accomplish a, a, a grant of clemency to that guy because what he did was legitimately blow the whistle on the NSA and the Patriot Act. Like that's what he legitimately did. And even, yeah. even a guy that I like Rand Paul shit all over him when he did it. Like I'm just saying like Russia's got, well, it's a different situation, though. Again, Russia's doing that not because they support whistleblowers, not because they ex- support exposing. Like oh. the they're doing it because it is going to make America look bad. Like that. That's it, right? Again, totally separate issue from what Russia's doing. And I know you threw out the thing about like the Ukrainian funding too. We should talk about that because that was that was the intent of what the discussion was today. Instead, we talked about like all sorts of other random stuff. We're awesome like but, that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, you're yeah. welcome, America. So, so let's talk about like the Nord Stream pipeline thing, and mm. and and here, here here's the thing: like there a bunch of like, well, well let's uh, let me let me kind of give like what what I suspect is like the best argument for maybe the U.S. or the CIA was involved in that, right? Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. So, so I heard this and on TikTok earlier, but uh, <laughs> but I know my, my my number one source for news, um, but 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 actually it it was kind of a good argument for like hey maybe the u.s is involved here right that right now there is uh the the biggest like negotiating tactic that russia has to get places like germany to stop supporting the ukrainian side is natural gas right right like so like because there's so much natural gas that's uh used to support germany and a bunch of other places in europe too a bunch of places that are currently supporting the ukrainian side of the conflict uh, in the basically the whole EU block doing that, uh, 
having the natural gas flow and threatening to cut it off is the biggest, you know, stick that Russia has to say, hey, if you don't, if you don't, uh, you know, get serious about stopping this and brokering a peace deal and allowing us to seize this Ukrainian land, we'll cut off your gas and then you're really in trouble, right? Blowing up the pipeline takes that away. So, Hon, yeah. I, I, we had a guy in our government threaten to to uh, make sure that North no, Korea... that's sorry, that's nonsense. Like I've seen people do that. Like it's 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 nonsense. So like it, it's and it's not necessarily that the U.S. is involved in that though. Like again, the the accusation there. We'll we'll get to what you can give more context on what you said there. But the the I, accusation I mean, is I that the U.S. is involved. But <laughs> it, it could be uh, that the Ukrainians are involved with it, right? Because the Ukrainians have a lot of incentive to again, you know, take away that that bargaining chip from Russia. And, and, you know, blowing up the pipeline would, would do that. It would be kind of a logical move if they got away with it, right? Uh, yeah. And look, I was playing chess today on chess.com, and I was having a conversation with somebody in Europe, and they said that they heard that U.S. Navy ships were in the area. That's that's all I want to add there's, as context. Uh, there's also Russian Navy ships in the area. So, you know. Check your source, bro. That was CNN. Yeah, that's true. I did see CNN report that the Russian ships are in the area, <laughs> but also Reuters did, and you know. Uh, all right, so what? Honestly, let me let me let me be serious for a minute. Like, what concerns me about these things is that legitimately, right? There's going to be a lot of con- questions about who the the actual saboteur is. There's going to be a lot of finger pointing. And, and what's going to happen is whatever emotional narrative wins the day, I, I just want to be everybody to settle in as, as anti-war, right? Like that's, yeah. that's where I want to point that if we, we, there wasn't a war going on that, that we can't necessarily control. I get that, but that's the real issue is war is the real issue. Fighting yeah. is the real issue. And, and these are things as human beings that I want us to move away from. So, so my emotional plea here is that that we just don't accept war as an answer. Um, and, and yes, we have to defend ourselves. But right. so how do we fix this? The Nordstrom, Nord Stream pipelines weren't actually really moving that much gas anyway. They were just in test mode phase. Yeah, well, the, the second one was like the first one was, you know, actually moving gas. And, and that's why people think it was sabotage, not just an accident, because they, they both got damaged at the, on the same Ooh. day. Right. True. Um, true. You know, again, and I said the Europeans are saying the Russian did it. The Russians are saying the Americans did it. You know, to me, like the one that the Ukrainians did it. Yeah, I, honestly, that kind of makes the most sense. <laughs> you know, it, like, it might it, it might have been any any one of those powers. It might Gre- but, Greta uh, Thunberg. I saw I saw some maybe Greta Thunberg did it. It could have been she, her. You know, like they could. Yeah. We need a greener economy now. You know, she and she's willing to take those steps. To, whatever to it takes. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's possible, um, but At this yeah. point, it's possible. But but uh, there's a, a a skepticism over the news, right? Yeah. And so when we get to where there's actual real news, and someone says, "No, it's definitely Russia. We've got this evidence," people are still going to be like, mm, "I don't know. I don't know." Yeah, I said my 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 only bit. My bit of skepticism in this is that, like, it probably doesn't make that much sense for Russia to do it. Again, source of income, 
and leverage to facilitate a peace deal or at least facilitate the EU's no longer backing the Ukrainians, right? So you would you would buy but, right now that that Ukrainian Ukrainian forces would most likely um so, I believe it, right? Like, and again, we'll, we'll see what evidence, if any, ever pops up for this. But, like, they have the most, like, to gain by this happening. And um, it could honestly just be, like, a terrorist act, right? That, yeah, that yeah, it could just no, be some, some just not, not a state actor, just, like, some right. random jerk, you know, just, doing just, it. Or, like it you, is, know, you know, some other terroristic, you know, that, that, that a, a parasitic terroristic organization that has money could say, hey, World War Three benefits us, even though no one knows about us right now. Like that, those... World War Three benefits no one. Um, well, no, like it does benefit the notion of chaos and, and terrorism. Uh, right? Not like, not if we all die. That's, if, if, it, if it ends with nukes flying, like no one wins. Everyone loses that conflict. Like every single person ever at all. I, I do I do think that, that there's terrorists in the world that don't, don't see it that way. Like Maybe. That, I mean, if you're one of the... Uh, you know, humans are really a scourge on this earth, and we should get rid of them. Right, they're there. They're out there. World War Three is a way to do that. Well, know? there's there's religious extremists. There's there's communist extremists. I mean, they exist, right? So it could be. It, it's not necessarily a government sponsored entity, but an entity that that likes that, right? That thinks like that. David's like, we know, dude. They want us all dead. Wake up. I don't know about that. I mean, again, it depends on who they is. Like, there are probably some, you know, wackos out there who are like that. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had you so close to the the conspiracy theorist wormhole tonight. And now you're you're pushing back. I get it, though. I get it. I understand. Yeah. So, I mean, here, here's here's the thing. Like, in, in terms of like what the, because I had asked the question, you know, can the U.S. do more to prevent this, right? Right. So that there's a, a there's a couple things like so one is like okay how much does the you know U.S. government continue to support like the Ukrainian side in this because they're they're providing you know the high bar missiles they're providing a whole bunch of ammunition equipment money like those those billions of dollars right that they're, they're getting yeah. spent uh, unlike what happened in Afghanistan it isn't all just going over in straight cash like a lot of it's going into like Plain buy a weapon system and send it over there and those weapon systems are very clearly being deployed and used to great effectiveness which the Russians then know and they're like hey you guys aren't a non-combatant in this thing you know effectively if you are buying and producing the weapons for the other side of this conflict, you are a combatant in this conflict. Well, what do you think about that position, Kevin? About the U.S. doing that? No, about Russia's position not saying you are a combatant if you are doing this. What do you think about that? It's it's not totally unreasonable from their perspective. Okay. Again, I, no, knowing that, like, that. Russia, Russia is the aggressor in this war. They could sure. not be getting themselves killed by just stopping stop invading another country. Right. I also agree. Like so all they got to do is they just got to stop with the, their war. Period. Yep. You know, no, and, right, and right now they're they're you know looking at possibly facing uprisings in their own country too because they're trying to conscript three hundred thousand people who don't want to go, and now millions of people are fleeing their country and or burning down recruitment centers uh, because they don't want to go in into the meat grinder. Can't blame them. I can't blame them. I want no kids going to the meat grinder, bro. Like, yeah, I, I want none you know, of it. I want, I want Russia out of the Ukraine. I want Ukraine has some some 
laws that encourage this this corruption but i don't think the answer is having russia blow them up like that's bullshit yeah. okay like it the, the violence that that we've managed to avoid for the last 40 years and keep it on a small scale now yeah. i feel like we're sitting on the brink of it again and that that oh, yeah no, this is this this is a big war now now you got because russia's taken that position not totally unreasonably that the mm-hmm. u.s is a participant in this war as is europe you know right. the, the polish are all but like fully backing the ukrainians too and and several countries in europe too um you know providing weapons uh providing staging areas uh yep. all money all this stuff you know they're they're saying like hey you know, if this doesn't go our way, they're feeling backed into a corner. What happens when you have a psycho dictator backed into a corner who's desperate, who has nuclear weapons? We don't we don't know. We don't know other than they have the potential to use those nuclear weapons. And, they're, and they're threatening to do that. Right. And and the Absolutely. U.S. government is like, hey, you know, if you if you do that, like you're going to have devastating consequences. And I, I believe the U.S. government when they say that. So that now now like here's like if, if we had if we had Gary Johnson as president, right? Like what right. does a libertarian do in that situation, right? Where, OK, the U.S. government has previously already committed to helping this side in this war. The right. Russians see you as a belligerent. They are threatening to use nuclear weapons. And then they do use a nuclear weapon in Ukraine. What do you as the U.S. government do? If that actually happens, that's a great question. What does what does a libertarian do? You want my answer? Go ahead. All right. Um, and I'm not. I think that let's let's keep this as an intellectual discussion, right? Because that yeah. that I don't know if it happens when it happens. What my actual answer will be, but but there is an argument to be made that we step out of it, we let Russia take them over, we stop funding this war because ukraine would automatically have to capitulate to russian demands um that will automatically result in less death less destruction and less chaos yeah and i want those things yeah i don't know if it's right i i don't know i i don't know that it's morally correct i'm just saying is it possible that that's the libertarian solution it is possible, right? And that's again something you know. Uh, there, there's a great podcast uh, by uh, and uh, I always promote this guy. Even I've never met him. Andrew Heaton has like a podcast on nuclear he's war. Great, right? man. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's great. But he has he has a very dark show on like what happens like in the event of a nuclear attack. And there's things like you know apparently the prime minister of uh, the UK uh, gives writes a handwritten letter to the commanders of uh, their nuclear submarines uh, that have like the, the, the ballistic missiles, right? It's like, you know, uh, and, and it tells them the instructions of, like, what happens if, you know, the UK gets annihilated with a nuclear weapon? Like, what are the instructions? Do you fire everything you got at the Russians? Do you join the American, you know, remainder fleet? Do you, you know, just go into hiding and try to help as many people as you can? And right. You know, they, they, they handwrite these letters, they put them in, in a safe, and then, you know, do not open them unless, like, the absolute worst thing happens. And then when the next prime minister comes in, they destroy that letter, never gets read, and then they insert a new one. Right. And, and that's what it is. And these these live in the submarines. And so, again, they, they there's folks who have to make these decisions. Again, I you know, I, I listen to that, and I, I think about, like, what would be best, right? Like, it, before something like that happens, right, you have to say, like, there are going to be serious. That's how mutually assured destruction works. There's going to be serious consequences if an attack happens. You have to at least make the believable threat that, hey, if you use a nuclear bomb, 
it's going to kill you too. Like no one wins in this scenario. It's going to kill you too. You don't get to do that as a pass, but there's, you know, once that actually happens, it's a different scenario, right? Like, do you do that? Even if it means possibly the death of civilization itself, possibly the extinction of humanity. I, that's the thing. And I'll tell you that at the very least, if we use nuclear weapons on a mass scale, the average life expectancy of the human being is going to be cut by 60%. Okay. Like we may survive like, but our existence will be drastically, drastically yeah. reduced. It's, it, yeah. It's, it's bad news. Go, go listen to the episode I talked about, but it's bad news. And, and again, a huge chunk of the earth is going to be, uninhabitable um mostly because of like nuclear winter type of stuff right but um yeah it's it's horrible it's depressing it's a reality that we're facing right yeah and again it's it's not something we've had to like think about as much in the last like 30 years you know since before i was born like i've never really been like paying attention to stuff in a you know i wasn't i wasn't you know there to pay attention before the the soviet union fell (laughs) i was an infant (laughs) I've got to be honest, Kevin. It was when we were young. I'm, I'm, I'm substantially older than you, right? I think it's about twenty years age difference. Okay, when we were young, there was a real, clear, and present terror about a nuclear war. Somehow, somehow we put that away for a few decades. Somehow we 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 got away from conversations about mutually assured destruction, and and. Here, here we are, right, right back there. We solved our political leadership, our political elites, our our ruling class. Never solved any of those problems. They never, ever, ever got to where we should be. And that's that's a world where we respect each other. That's a world where we trade with each other. And that's where a world where we realize that there's human beings behind these governmental structures that don't want to die, that just want to raise their kids. And yep. and if we get there, and, and if two crazy loons like me and you can say it enough and people hear us and we, we say it, I want that to be the solution, right? That we say there's human beings behind this bullshit. Let's, let's just chill out, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, and look, I'll even be honest, right? There was a time where I was tempted to join the military, right? And like, go solve these world's problems. And, and it, it never got to that being the real answer. And yeah. it's not the real answer. It's not. I, I want violence to be behind us. I want I want to take us to a new plane of understanding. And, and I, I'm not sure I'm the guy that can do it, but I want to advocate for that's where we're going. Yeah. No, for real, man. It's that's that that's the goal, right? And and hopefully the goal of anyone who's not, you know, just completely out of their gourd, right? Again, I, I understand the reality of like nuclear deterrence as a as a thing, but also the idea of doing that is it's not it's not wise. Again, it, it, you you don't want that many people to die. You don't want anyone to die, right? Like it, it's it's just so beyond what uh is is moral what is logical you know and and what is essential for the survival of the species and that that's actually something we should all say the survival of the species is important like and i think that i I think that at some point somewhere somehow we've gotten I, I don't know, too emotional, too selfish. Something something's happened in the last few years that I, I don't 
I, I try to put words to it and, and I always, and I'm good with words. I feel like I'm decent with words and I feel like I always come up short. And, and so when we're talking about war, that's an area where I, I can never ever come up with the best words for it. Like it, it, it it's terrifying. It's sad. I, you know, I was glad that somehow war missed my generation, you know, like this major conflagration where, where, 20% of the adult males risk their lives and, and millions of them die all over the world. I, I, we missed that. And I was glad and I want yeah. to stay glad, you know, so like, the, despite all the wars that go on, there's a bunch of bad stuff that goes on. It's been one of the most peaceful periods in human history right now. There's still a bunch of messed up stuff going on, sure, but sure. so the, the last several decades have been some of the most peaceful periods in human history, despite Terrible despite wars our, have still happened. Right. And despite our petty bickering over yeah. uh, almost irrelevant shit when we're faced with nuclear destruction, right? Like a lot of this looks irrelevant. Yeah. We, we can complain about schools, right? But in the face of nuclear destruction, complaining about schools is useless. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Oh, no, let's talk about Lizzo and the flute. Let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, let's argue over that, right? Like, yeah, right. Let's, let's see that. Let's let's but I do think guys because we love you we need to go down a, a little bit um less serious route for the last few minutes that we're going to be hanging out right Yeah like, now we're we're, we're going to switch subjects I mean again you know like just the 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 point is that I we have to hope because there's no other option that the the Biden administration can be prudent in both you know threatening realistic consequences and also threading the needle of of doing their part to facilitate a legitimate diplomatic solution to a war of aggression um know, that but... we are entangled in and then also that the people of russia like and all the advisors around putin and whoever is making decisions over there also pull back from the brink as well like it's not ju just an Amer it's not just an american thing it's it's a you know it's it's kind of an everyone thing all right, so look, let, let's deal with, I, I guess, maybe we should deal with this comment, right? Bullshit. More goddamn slavery in the world now than any time in history. I uh, I don't know uh, that that's accurate. I think that there is still slavery in the world. Like, he's absolutely right there. And, yeah, and the African continent, there's there's all sorts of things that are not reported in mainstream media going on. Like, Yeah, ter ter terrible stuff that happens. Uh, it's... There is a lot less of it now than b before, though. Uh, or the, yeah, yeah, there's a lot less of it now than before. It's just it used to be widespread. It used to be common. It used to not even really be considered immoral by most people. Correct. Um, it was. And, it was. It was real. It was just like part of the way we did things. Yeah, you know, and and so like now, like there's morals against it. There's laws against it. There's you know, uh, international organizations that are trying to fight against it. Right? Like, yeah, that that stuff still happens, but now it's it's the exception rather than the socially acceptable rule. Right. Right. So look, I, I appreciated that. This is our our friend Shelley, right? I appreciated that Trump didn't insert us into new wars. I I also feel. That, that this is on some level an accurate statement, okay? And that, that that doesn't mean, you know, like, that doesn't mean that I'm a Trump fan, guys. Like, But he did actively try to seek to 
do a couple things that I thought were important. And that was to get NATO to contribute more money and, and the same percentage of their economy that we contribute. Yeah, um, should. Europe and should be responsible for its own defense. This should be a European thing. I thank you, Kevin. I thought maybe yeah. we were going to be like, nah, I knew no. we would agree. Yeah, no, like I, I generally agree. Like, I, I didn't think like NATO causes conflict. You know, <laughs> I, I don't agree with that, but Europe should be responsible for its own defense. Like, that's they, they have a lot more interest in doing that than we do. And, and not to mention the mon money saving part of it, but right. Um, absolutely. We, we are slave, but get paid wages, so we don't think we are. Um, I do think that it feels like we're moving to a, a very feudalistic society that if we don't comply with everything the government says and, and and i want to tell you kevin that i think this was different slightly when we were when i was younger a younger man that there was a, a respect for people that owned property in the community um and also i think people are really starting to feel this 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 devaluation of the currency right like so the the numbers in their paycheck don't mean shit anymore all right like their their numbers look great but they can't coffee's 14 bucks a tin now you know what i mean like it there's there's this real inflation. thing where buying power and standard of living is sliding just a little bit because we're facing rampant inflation and and your government is going to take your property and they're they're going to come find you if you collect rainwater sometimes i mean there's this yeah. real thing that's going on that that so i think we were better than that a few years ago uh no, I mean, I, I, I don't fully agree. But I'll just say this about like Patty's comment. Um, and and I know I, I hear this from like leftists occasionally, but I, I think that to compare like wages to to slavery, like really truly undermines the actual horrific nature of slavery as it existed in America. Oh, like it's, yeah, it's really fair. bad. It was really yeah, violent. No, you had no options. Like your your family could be sold. Like they're they're bad things about our economy you know i it is not the same thing as slavery um, right um and i know there are different types of slavery too that existed in different ways but like specifically comparisons to american slavery when when you have the ability to like leave your job the closest you could get to that like in the the semi-wage situation is like that the coal mines in like west virginia and in some of those towns that Oh, literally you couldn't literally. leave under threat of violence um yeah. that's closer to that now you know there's there's threat of you know not being paid but you could you could always you can find other things like there's literally you could not leave or you would be arrested that is um that's a lot closer to, to slavery and, and get yeah and, and detained and thrown in prison yeah. for being in debt and look guys look here here's here's the thing I, i've had a lot of conversations with Dave and Dave is angry and that solves nothing. Okay. And, and Dave come back. We'll have more conversations. We'll work it out. Um, Dave is a conspiracy realist. He's, he's right about a lot of things, um, but he's angry now and he's angry at Kevin and I, because we didn't agree with certain things he said. And I don't see solutions there, right? Like I don't, Dave and I agree on, 70%, 60% of the way government should be, the, the, our rights, our individual liberties. There's no need for us to agree on 100% of everything to get to a better solution, right? Like, that's that's the thing. And it's okay that he's mad. I get it. Like, I get mad all the time, you know? So, 
So that, I, I was just trying to think like, what where where are the actionable things that like we can do like now in our community around us like wherever we're able to right and i know we, we talked about like nuclear war and that stuff like is terrifying in part because it's so far out of our control mm-hmm. there, there may be you know psychopaths who have the ability to kill us all and, and we're we don't have all that much influence over that so you know i just try to say like for most of the time you know th- that present that conversation aside you know like do what you can to help people where you can and you know i regardless of whether or not like certain like conspiracies about stuff are true or not true like do don't don't let that overwhelm you to the point of not making doing good things wherever you're able to yeah and look so patty fires back right that's fair kevin we're it's not slavery but it it does feel like an increasing level of serfdom where we where we are serving things through force that we don't necessarily want to participate in. And we can go back to our conversation earlier about how we spent $40,000 per student in New York state. And guys, that's not going in teachers pockets, right? That's, that's coming out of your property taxes. That's coming out of imaginary money that the state borrows. And it's like, how, how do we fix that? And, and guys, we talked about Nancy Pelosi a lot today and I don't think we fix it um, by worrying too much about what Nancy Pelosi does. I think that, um, even though what she does is some of it's evil and embarrassing and all of that stuff. And and Dan Crenshaw or it your your the color you paint your boots doesn't matter to me, okay? You're you're pulling bullshit kind of stuff. So yeah, how do we fight back, man? And like I'm fighting back by having conversations with Kevin, and I'm fighting back by having conversations with Patty, and I'm fighting back by supporting my friend Larry Sharp, and I'm fighting back by trying to get two guys out in uh Shimon County to help them have a positive impact on the races that they're running. And so will I be successful? I don't know, but bro, I'm not going to not try. Like that's the reality. I'm not going to not, I'm not giving up. Can't, can't give up the fight before it started. Right. You know, like if there's no chance of you winning, if you don't try, that's 0% chance of winning, then you're just leaving it to everybody else, man. And that's, so we've got to try. And so, guys, like, literally, I, I go out of my way. I enjoy talking to you guys, and I enjoy talking to Kevin, and I enjoy talking to Larry, and I, I love doing this stuff. Um, but there's, there's, there's important things. We can talk to other people, and that's the trick, right? That's, that's the part that we've got to fix. And, and so, you know, like the guys, for, for right now, for me, the, the two of the most important races in all of New York State, are two guys that are running for county executive positions in Shimon County. Those two races are the most important to me. Why? They 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 are libertarians, right? And so what does that entail? A lot of you guys understand what that entails. And, and they cohabitate. They're doing the work. They're knocking on doors, right? And they're like, hey, conservatives, what do you think about, you know, not simply endorsing a Republican and perhaps putting, allowing us to habitate your line? They're doing the work. So, uh, you know, getting a, a local guy, helping a local guy get elected to the school board by just running my mouth on the Internet. Right. And then having this bad superintendent leave right after this guy got elected. Like it's 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 a path forward, guys. It's important. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm monopolizing yeah. everything, Kevin. I apologize. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. It's you know. just that's those are solutions. I can feel better about that. I'm I'm going to. Like standing against village moratoriums against um, people renting out their houses to, to to baseball world, right? Like that. Stop falling for nonsense, guys. Like we have houses falling down all over upstate New York. 
let people spend their money, invest their energy to get a return and love them for it. Like yeah. their kids will grow up here. Like their the school will survive. Like those things are better than than all the rest of this stuff. What do you think about that? Am I I, I feel like I'm getting all sappy. I'm not even that's yeah. none of that shit was funny, Kevin. None of it. <laughs> Yeah, weren't we gonna head in the funny direction next? We were, but none of that got to be funny. I'm so sad. <laughs> That's right. No, I it, it's good points, and we'll just get to a couple other listener comments, and then and then we'll get to the the, the funny stuff, right? We'll just right. Let's do that. Um, you know, Patty says, you know, we donate shelters, food pantries, take household and personal, you know, cleaning supplies, walk around the laundromat, pay for someone's wash drive, makes a, so a whole a whole bunch of different stuff that you can do. Um, yeah, you know, get fi find some way that you're able to help, like either on the personal level or you know, on the systematic level, whatever it is, find some way to, to, to be helpful. This question, quick from Shelly, says, Uh, when was the last time we were actually at war, as in congressional approval? World War II, those that was the last uh, World actual... War II, that's correct. Yeah, all, yeah. all those other wars, they were police actions, uh, you know, authorization to use of military force, but not an actual war, you know, that type of stuff. Um, yeah. and Andrew on Facebook says, you know, we, we need more people like Winston Churchill who saw through people's crap like Neville Chamberlain plus Hitler and plus people like Joseph Stalin who screwed over people uh, just like Putin. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, strong leaders who, who you know, speak the truth even when situations are, are tricky and diplomatic are, are important, right? Right. Um, so that that's part of it. And there's so there's people are trying to make those comparisons right now, fairly or unfairly, about like, you know, do you do you use the threat of military force against someone like Vladimir Putin uh, because they could expand further into Europe because of that? And again, I, I don't totally have the right answer to that. Um, and my inclination, though, is probably we don't need to get involved in this war and we should probably find ways to de-escalate our involvement as much as possible, you know, while I support you. Yeah, right. Not because we're pussies, right? It's not because we can't do it. It's because the violence being visited upon the people of Russia, the violence being visited upon the people of Ukraine, that if we can do something to dial down that violence. Yeah, I said, and this, I said, this isn't totally in the hands of the U.S. government either. Like the Russians need to stop. Correct. You know, like, and the again, the Ukrainians, like they're they're in a tough position, right? They want to cede any <laughs> territory. They may ultimately do that. But they're, they're going to say right now, we're not going to cede any territory because that's how you start out a negotiation, right? You don't say, yeah, sure, we'll give up this, that, and the other thing. No, you say, we're going to keep it all and we're going to fight to the, the last man. And, you know, the consequences of you not, you know, stopping your war of aggression are going to be catastrophic. All right. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But also the U.S. should try to do what it can to end that, even if that means, you know, again, I and that stinks for the people of Ukraine, but find, finding a way to, to end that and save people's lives wherever you can. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Again, we're that we're like anti-Malthusians. That's, yeah. that's it. That, that philosophy that less is, is going to make everybody's life better, I don't buy it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just scratching the surface of our ability to provide for the world and, and advanced technology. And we, we that, I will say, is something and, that I I feel was legitimately lost, like the the dreaming and the advancing technology, and and I blame it all on decoupling from the gold standard and, and taxes and deficit spending in the Fed. Like that's all real. 
Yeah, that's it is all real. Uh, <laughs> maybe I don't, know, I don't know if that's why why we didn't you know why we don't dream anymore. But you know, just just to make the point, like I again, I my my politics generally more people are generally better because that's more minds who can contribute, who can build, who can invent, you know, who can who can do cool, fun, awesome, creative things. The people yeah. who scare me, left and right, are the ones who are like, there are too many people. We should get rid of them. Whoa, okay, yeah, no, I uh, don't, <laughs> don't want nothing to do with you. That tells me a lot about your politics. I don't need to know anything else. You're talking about getting rid of people. You're, nope. you're the authoritarian of the worst kind. Yeah, that's 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 always going to go in a bad direction. Mm-hmm. All right, so look, uh, I got I got one for you. I'm going to test test your knowledge right now. All right. Um, yeah. There, there's a record that's recently been set. A, in August, there was, um, all right, Kathy Hochul kind of said something along the lines of, "Hey, uh, if you don't like what we're doing, go to Florida." As a consequence, the a new record was set, Kevin, and what it was was that New Yorkers switching their um, New York State driver's license and turning it in for. A Florida driver's license, a new record, Kevin. New record, Should we man. be proud of that? <laughs> um, I mean, is no, it real? Not news proud of it. No. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's real. It's, it's real news. <laughs> I know. I, I, uh, I've been talking with a bunch of my Florida friends. You know, I again uh, glad that they're all okay right now. Getting hit by a hurricane. My brother's down in Florida. Uh, he's on the the other coast right now. He, he but he lives in Florida. He moved from New York to Florida. Uh, so they're they're getting flooding. Where is that? And, uh, but yeah, no, I I know quite a few New Yorkers who are who are down there right now. They just got sick of a whole bunch of stuff. Been having a rough time at the moment, but generally think they've made the right choice. Yeah, six almost six thousand people, Kevin, switched yeah. their um, New York State driver's license to a Florida's um, driver's license in I believe it was August. 5,838 people. A mere date, almost 42,000 New Yorkers have made the ID switch after moving to the Sunshine Sunshine State, the outlet added. Um, and guys, if it's if it's almost 6,000 people that went to Florida, um, I know people that are going to Tennessee. I know people yep. that have gone to Kentucky. Carolinas. The Carolinas. So yep. if no, it's... No. So I, I'm just saying there's there's an issue in New York State that is plainly not being addressed. Um, yeah. I I think it's an issue of freedom. I think it's an issue of loving your neighbor. I think it's an issue of, of overtaxation. And I think it's an issue of opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah and, if you can't get through the regulatory burden to be able to start a business or businesses can't expand because of that unless they get their subsidies. I know you're hey, if you don't give me a pilot program, I'm not gonna build a house. You know, it's like, well, don't worry, you can't really build a house anyway. It's like yeah. you we have too many fucking rules, you know. Like, look, there were there was look, this is a funny story. I'll just right, there was right. a kid that was very actively campaigning and working for, for the local government, right? And like he, he's a big fan of recycling and he was very excited when we we enacted all these new recycling laws and and he was like out on facebook encouraging people to turn in their landlord if they didn't provide the proper like recycling um facilities guys guess what that kid is doing now 
He fucking moved to North Carolina. He's gone. Like this kid, this kid is getting paid to advocate for authoritarian policies. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move to North Carolina. See you guys later. So it's like, holy shit, man. Like, come on. Do you not see? Like, you left for a better opportunity. And yeah, some of your unfortunately, that's what happens to a lot of people. Ah, you know, I've been advocating for these policies for a while. But now it's terrible here. I'm going to go move down to another state and do the same thing. So, oh I, so I, yeah, it's, you know, sometimes they like people of like Texas, Florida, New Hampshire get a little grumpy with, uh, you know, the folks moving. Like, I'm glad we have like internal open borders. Like, it's a great thing for you to be able sure. to immigrate like wherever you want. But but I know some of the folks in other states like, hey, could you could you not do the same thing that ruined your state like down here? Just stop. Just and look, I don't blame those guys. They're like, hey, you're coming here because we have something you don't have. Shut your pie hole and don't start making laws. Just don't start. You cannot show up to a city council. This is should have a rule. Like, don't show up to a city council meeting and and spew your politics for like a decade. OK, like that's a rule. You move to Florida. Here's a requirement. You can be a citizen in every place else. Stay out of the city council meetings and town council and county council. Just stay out of them. Yeah, it's a little bit authoritarian, but I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, wonder why as a rule, but like as as like a general kind of set of cultural practices, I, I get it. Even though I, I say that as someone who's like not from Rochester originally and ran for office in this area, right? I lived here. Uh, I will have lived here ten years in December. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. And now, now you can start going to. City and now, now I can show up to city council. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Now yeah. I can do that. It's just waiting. Um, um, all right, hold on. Right, let me let me let me get to my fake news item. Oh, please, yeah. Maybe we'll just do like the one and call it a night. But uh, uh, did so. This is a Pennsylvania Senate race. Doctor Oz uh, saying saying uh, allegedly saying fun stuff. We'll we'll see if uh, this is real. Oh, or not. Man, that so, race is hilarious it, to me. There's no winners in that race. And no, everyone loses Pennsylvania. except for the memers. The memers yeah. win in this race. <laughs> Yeah, Memers, Wagner's, yeah. So th- those are the only folks who win. Uh, so did Doctor Oz say that John Fetterman wearing hoodies was like kicking authority in the balls? <laughs> Real news or fake news? <laughs> All right, I, I'm going with I'm going with that's literally real news. And and, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to go one step further. Doctor Oz thought that that was a huge dunk. Like he's like, bam, see. I got you now, sucker. He he did, in fact, say that it is real. Oh and God. he did think it was a huge dunk. He's just like, yeah, it's just a costume. And it, that every time he puts on that hoodie, it's like, you know, he's saying I'm kicking authority in the balls. And, and then everyone immediately like it was like that. That sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> I mean, like this guy, but that sounds Walter great. Betterman. I mean, he's too busy pissing on his camp. Um, going to the bathroom on his campaign staff. Fake just news. kidding. That's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, this one's real. It's like what, you know. And so he says, I'll, I'll quote Doctor Oz. He says, you know, uh, you know, he's kicking authority in the balls. He's saying, I'm the man. I'll show these guys who's boss. Oh um, my god! Saying he's sending a deeper message with his choice of attire. I don't know, man. You I, just gave that guy a great new like campaign slogan, like. <laughs> Honestly, right? Like, like why? Yeah, like I'm mad that the libertarians didn't get to use it first. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. That vote, is vote, awesome. Vote Kevin. Kick authority in the balls. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and wear a hoodie to all your campaign stuff. That's right. God dang, that would be awesome. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm anti-authoritarian. I, my kid, my kids love me. My my daughter who's going to school up in uh, Albany texts me. She had a, a guest to her class, right? And and this is just a real story, but it's just kind of funny, you know. She's like, this judge. She's like, this judge is sitting here telling us that. Um, let me see if I can find the quote real quick. It's because, it, guys, you're going to appreciate this. Us, us semi-anti-authoritarians are going to appreciate this, right? She texts me and says. Dude, just said we have to respect the law even when it doesn't respect us. And she said, Dad, I think you'd find that funny. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I found it hilarious, but not like, ha-ha, funny. It's like, ha-ha, authoritarians are everywhere, and we're so screwed. Like, yeah. it, you know. But that's that's a special guest for my kids' what class, a judge saying. And I'm like, screw him. Nullification yeah. is real. Deal with it. <laughs> So I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have said anything in high school, but now like, I'm like, man, if anyone, if, if someone said that nonsense to me in college, I, I would have, yeah, just been a complete uh, jerk about it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that she was um, passively resistant to, to yeah. that message. Like, you know, like she was texting me as he said it. So that's, that's a little yeah, right. bit of a uh, passive resistance. Um, but I had a meme kind of like blow up on my page and actually i loved it and i'm gonna try to share it with everybody um I, you know like normally i talk a lot of trash and i have a lot of fun on my page and and i try to have fun but this meme right here guys got the most likes of any of my political memes um ever on my personal page like i've had i had one meme on my political page that got I don't know, something like 22,000 likes and 18,000 shares. It was just lucky. You know what I mean? It was just like this iceberg thing. And everybody bought into it. And they share. I, I must have been the first one to post it. And it just made the rounds. So, but on yeah. my personal page, let me see. So it's, yeah, it's always funny how that happens. Even though, like, well, I just like grabbed a screenshot from somewhere and posted. And for, for whatever reason, my page was the one that it got shared from everywhere. <laughs> Right, right. I it's just great when that happens. It's fun. It's fun when you want to be popular and think you're having an impact on uh everything. So yeah. Kevin, this 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 post right here, um on my page got like almost 125 likes or something like that. It was amazing. Most people don't actually care about the issues or the fact that we're continuously losing more freedoms. They care that the team they identify with is winning. They care more about seeing those on the other team upset. Then the fact that we are all effing losing. I thought that was pretty poignant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 all tribal virtue signaling in some cases. A lot of it, right? Like, sure. and I, I think that there are some things like people actually care about, but like a lot of it's just like there's no consistency in principles in, in like the big two parties. It's It's I want the other team to lose. Even yeah. if it means we all lose, I want the other team to lose. And, and I want the guy that I elected to punish them. I want yeah. that guy to put his boot on their neck. That's unfortunately where we've gotten to. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of the direction that partisanship has gone. It, it, it more aggressively. It's always kind of been there, but more aggressively recently is, uh, yeah. Worrying again, like instead of finding ways to work together to like, make sure we win. That's a, That was my criticism of like pulling out the environmental, like review, uh, stuff in in the 
recent continuing resolution thing like okay you could virtue signal to your base or you could think of something that's it's it's not exactly like a win it's a good reasonable compromise to get the thing that you want but also the thing you want sometimes may make someone else a profit and that should be okay but instead I... it's like nope we got a virtue signal to our base and we're all going to lose uh... people can't build stuff including new green energy projects we're all going to lose so the corporations can't win i i was actually a little sad like i i very much enjoy those 12 and a half hours that the federal government has been shut down in the last 10 years i'm like all right i'm gonna go out there it's gonna be total freaking chaos this is it's my time to shine everybody it's my time to shine and then like the street lights are still working and the sheriff's like still ready to give me a ticket for speeding and i'm like the government was supposed to be gone. <laughs> no, they're not, they they don't actually go away. They just like stop you from entering parks. Like that's that's what a government shut down. Only federal parks, and yeah. only like if you're on national honor flight, like going to see your, you know, yeah, the, the tomb of the unknown soldier. Like you soldier can't do that when thing. the federal government shuts down. It's awful. All right, um, all right. So I think we're gonna call it night. I, I did have one more item, but like, take away. Right. It can wait, but I don't know. Can it wait? Uh, it's, it's so fine. I mean, the, this show's already gone off the rails. Uh, <laughs> is is uh, is is the trend of exposing your butt to the sun coming back? This new this uh, recurring TikTok trend is it happening again, Tim? <laughs> I I I mean, I hope so. Because I want back. that to be normalized. That's behavior I want normalized. Yeah. No, there there are a few people doing it. It's is is the is a not. It's being called the TikTok trend. It is not a widespread trend. Not oh. that many people are exposing their junk to the sun. Oh my god, that would have been awesome. Oh well, I I mean I'm already marinating my my weekend chicken in Nyquil, so I I've got that yeah, going right. For me. So I you don't got have that one. Yeah, you yeah just yeah. I mean the, the folks say there's a bunch of benefits to it. I I do not believe them. I will not be doing that. And I mean, not not the. Uh, a because it's getting cold now. B because I live next to a park, and C because that just I don't need a tan there. I, right, right. Uh, for me, it would be about maximizing my vitamin D production and my lightest skinned area. Like that's successful vitamin D production I, in in light. I feel skin. like you could just take vitamin D. Like that's well, that's I, the better yeah. way to do it. I could do that. That would be easier. I, I have several. Yeah, like you don't. You can keep your pants on. And, oh, oh, well then, that... and and not upset your neighbors. You know, like it's, I'm just saying, I, that we have the technology. I mean, I'm not sure my neighbors don't like seeing my butt. They haven't actually, you know, complained. I mean, I don't show my butt often in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, something I'll All work right. on. So, so anyway, we'll end the show on that note. Just the the weirdest news I saw of the week again. New York Post article about it, like the the ma- mainstreamish news was reporting on that, but it's it's like a handful of people. Well, I, in, in the same way, but like there the handful of people are are serious about it, and then a bunch of people were just making fun of it. I, I totally think that the kids have finally grasped how to use social media and make fun of us older people, like. I'm going to make Nyquil chicken. You watch what happens. Like, this yep. is going to be great. Go for it. You tell me how it is. But in the sun. And watch what happens. I'm going to do it on TikTok. Those old people <laughs> don't know what to make of this stuff. Join a trend. It'll go viral. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just, 
the kitty litter stuff, man. I'm telling you, the kids are playing you guys. They're they're messing with you. We ask your kid if that's going to school. Have you seen a, a litter box anywhere in your school? And honestly, I'm telling you right now, they try not to answer because they don't want to lie. They're just like, ah, yeah, man, that bus driver is really mad about that stuff. You know, like they change yeah. the subject. It's just like, eh, that was not an answer, young feller. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, folks, thanks again for for listening today. We're going to call it a night. We'll be back next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Good night. Good night.